Hello and welcome back to another episode of Stories brought to you by Kiosk M1C. Kiosk M1C is the voice of Lower Stable Street and has curated all shops, events and exhibitions on Lower Stable Street since Cold Drop Shard first opened back in 2018. Their mission has been to support new businesses and provide an environment in which they can thrive and grow. I'm Maria Hanlon and in each episode I'll be finding out the real stories of how these businesses have developed and how the community has helped shape their journey. In episode 9 I chat to Harry, the founder of Habit House. Habit House is a boutique candle studio making homemade colourful candles. In this episode Harry and I chat about the process of handmaking each candle, her bestseller The Bendy Boy, her workshops and also how she balances working full time while still running Habit House. That's a lot of work. You won't have seen candles more beautiful than this, I can guarantee, and they're just the perfect gift for a friend, a family member, or you could just treat yourself, to be fair. Let's do it. This is episode nine with Harry from Habit House. So Harry, could you introduce yourself and tell me your role at Habit House? Hi, um, my name's Harry. I started Habit House in 2021. It was the dark 16-week lockdown that Boris put us inside and I needed to get some sort of light into my apartment. So I started to look at some things on TikTok and um, was inspired by another candle creator. And yeah, I ordered a mould off Amazon, just one singular mould. And I thought, okay, I'll just put some colours together. I put um, a pink and red ribbed candle together. I've seen this on your website. It's your bestseller, isn't it? It absolutely is. And it's like quite a funny story. It was the first one that I made and I literally cannot top it. Like anything else that I make is still... No other combo. No, it's like definitely the bestseller. So yeah, really happy with that one. Um, And then it was... I put it on Etsy for like three or four days. It had been online and an influencer that I didn't know at the time, her name was Bella Mackey. She purchased one and put it on her Instagram and said you should, I love this candle. You should go and buy one. She said, search Habit House on Instagram. And I remember it was like a Friday night at six o'clock. I was eating my dinner and I was like getting, it was like ping, ping, ping. And I was like, what, how, why are they all coming in like this minute? And so I uh, messaged a few of them. I was like, how do you like know about this? They're like, Bella Mackey just posted you. I went to her Instagram. I was like, whoa, this That's is so huge. Good. Sometimes when someone who's got like a big following yeah. posts a small business, it just blows up. Yeah. It's amazing. And so I, I messaged her and I said, thank you so much. And she said, that's cool. Like I'm here to, you know, support small businesses. And I saw yours and you're doing a good job and keep going. So that was great. I had to like clear – at that time I was making them – I had no idea. Like I said, I had one mould, so I had to buy like – I thought five more moulds would be a good idea. Um, but, yeah, that was not enough. So I kept <laughs> buying more, kept buying more. I had to clear out the kitchen. I told my flatmates to move out of the kitchen. I ordered them delivery for like three days. I was like, guys, I'll pay Super for food. There. Just like don't that. go in the kitchen. We're making candles. And so, yeah, it was like all guns blazing from then on. But um, happy to say I've upgraded from the kitchen now. Okay, amazing. (laughs) We're going to talk a bit more about your setup in more detail later because I'm so intrigued. But for people that don't know, what is Habit House? Let's start there. Yeah, so it's, um, I I frame it as like an aesthetic candle studio um, and I do a dabble in a little bit of homewares as well and we'll get on to that. But it's basically like unscented, very aesthetic um, candles and homewares for someone who really wants to like bring brightness and and joy to their room. And it's also a really good idea, um, a good thing I think for like gifting because it's really like cute present um for like between girls or sisters it's really yeah the perfect gift yeah so you touched on it just then so you started in lockdown so could you sort of take me on the journey I know you mentioned about Bella posting it yeah what else happened to get you where you are today well yeah I think 
like many small businesses, lockdown was a thing where we were stuck inside and we wanted to do something. But I've always kind of been quite creative. My mum, you know, raised me. She was working in an art studio when she was, when I was young and she would, instead of going on like school camp, she'd send me on embroidery camp. And so it's like kind of geeky, but really sweet. So it's kind of molded me into the person I am today. And I've always had side hustles. One of them was candles like 10, 15 years ago. Um, and I've always just kind of wanted to have like a, a something of my own on the side. So yeah, I was like experimenting with other side hustles and this one was one that really stuck. So, And how did you sort of teach yourself? You said just then you had a bit of experience before. Mm. How do you sort of get into candle making? Where do you start? Did you start on YouTube or just learning or how did it work? I definitely learnt um, one of my signature candles, the Bendy Boy. I learnt that from TikTok. Oh, amazing. There's yeah. so many good videos on TikTok now, TikTok especially so over lockdown. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I definitely learnt that one on TikTok. I think I have definitely, with the, the um, ribbed candle, the Bella Mackie one, I learnt that through pure trial and error. And there were some real doozies that were terrible, but I kind of learnt like exactly the same heat that I needed, exactly the right setting time, how much colour. It was all kind of just trial and error by myself and just using like my intuition, I guess. How long did it take you to sort of perfect your candle or like your bestseller, for example? Um, not that long. I think, especially during those first three days where I just had to get it right, I just... <laughs> Tried my very best to make them perfect every time. Um, And I started to write down some formulas as well um, and kind of got there. But maybe a week or two. Let's talk a little bit more about the process then. So you said you make the candles at home. Yes. So what happens? How do you make them? Talk me through step by step because I'm so intrigued. Yeah, so I started making them in a double boiler on my um, kitchen stovetop, which is when I I told the flatmates to leave the the kitchen. I then... um, Upgraded to a little room outside of the um, one of my living rooms to um, a little desk area, and I got I uh, researched uh, boilers, double boilers, and then I um, have a table for my molds and a little storage container for my wax, um, dye, uh, wicks, scissors, and all the rest. So I have now upgraded that to like a full sort of four door cupboard. And so it's really nice because then I can just close it off when I'm finished and it's kind of out of the way. It's like your work is done for the day. Yeah. Um, But the process is the way that I make a couple of, uh, the way that I make the ribbed candles is through um, melting down the wax and they're fully unscented. And so they're so nice and non-toxic. It's just wax and dye. And then I'll make the two-tone candle with pouring, say, say with the pink and red, I'll pour half of the pink into the mold. I allow that to dry for about uh, 45 minutes just till it's set enough so that when I pour the red wax on top, so they're upside down, um, so when the red wax goes on top, it doesn't sort of merge between the two. And then I la- allow that to dry for about five hours or maybe overnight And then I'll trim the wick and then I'll pour a third um, dose of the red wax on top just so that the bottom is nice and smooth. Um, And then, yeah, once that's dry, pop it out of the mold and you're done. With the Bendy Boys, as I said, I learned on TikTok, uh, that is by giving them effectively like a soak or a bath in um, hot water allowing them to be malleable. And then in my workshop, I teach a couple of ways of how to make a bendy boy. And we can get really creative with it, which is quite fun. And I make some twists as well. Um, But basically, yeah, just through a series of couple of like 
kinks and movements I can make a straight candle into a bendy one that's so cool yeah. I've seen some videos on your Instagram of how you do it yeah and that must be a fun one for the workshops as well getting Great. people really involved yeah and like, yeah making the, their own bendy boy the feedback is hilarious because obviously I've done hundreds if not thousands of them now so I can do it really quickly and I try to not be so quick when I'm teaching but then you'll see them grab them in their own hands and go wow that is not as easy as I thought but by the time they've done their fifth candle they're pros yeah I love that and do you make the candles to order or do you kind of make a batch of them and then keep them and yeah so it's it's slow made and low batch so I obviously have to have a little backstop for whoever purchases on on the day or for instance if I'm creating for a market I have a little backstop of stock there but most of the time especially if it's like wholesale um I will make to order amazing yeah, yeah. and talk to me a bit more about your best-selling product so is that the bendy boy or is it yeah. the pink and red one it's kind of both yeah. um so I've been doing markets here at Lower Stable Street and they have gone so well and I think in person when there's a full range in front of people um like the bigger chunkier candles do sell really well Um, but the bendy boys I've been doing workshops on how to make bendy boys and so that is something that they've become like a bit of a cult status especially when people are making them themselves because you've done a workshop with like yoga incorporated as well yes talk to me a bit about that yeah that's in end of July yeah yeah um so that's really fun yeah I I started doing workshops it's actually thanks to botanical boys who are also on lower stable street they um do a terrarium class and there were two women when i was running a market who had just finished their terrarium class and they came past my stall and they said you should do workshops too like these look really fun i want to learn how to make these and i was like oh no like i would never i don't know how to do that (laughs) and then i just like ruminated over it for a little while maybe three or four months you know spoke to a few people tried to work out how i would do it what i would offer And then a hotel got in touch with me and they said, we'd love you to do a workshop in our space. And so I said, yes, I jumped at it. I was really nervous. The first one was crap. (laughs) I think that's another key I think the first one of most things is always not the best. You've got to just, yeah, yeah, start somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. um, In my eyes, it was crap. I'm sure they had fun. But um, yeah, so I just kind of started there, took the jump uh, and it worked really well. So that's how I started doing workshops and that's kind of how the bendy boy has become a bit more of a popular one and you also do Hindu workshops yes. I saw on your website that must be fun I just did one on Saturday how did it go great really really fun um I didn't I've done a couple of excellent ones and they're really fun obviously everyone's up for like the best day ever so everyone's just got a huge smile on their face um and it really, like, the aesthetic of Habit House really does fit in with um, Hindus. So Definitely. they're really, really fun. And I think it's nice nowadays, especially, I feel like people are wanting to sort of make something with Hindus. Obviously have yeah. drinks and have fun, but also do something creative or Definitely. something special or memorable too. And that obviously does that. So that's amazing. Yeah, they can take it home with them afterwards as well. Exactly. And, it's like you've yeah. been a bit productive whilst also getting drunk. Yeah, yeah you've learned like something. <laughs> so what does a typical day look like at Habit House? So Habit House is my side hustle. So a typical day for me is in my sort of work role. But I would say Habit House exists mostly on the weekends in my life. And so a typical day there would be, um, say, for instance, a market here, or it would be sort of, um, there's a lot of communication back and forth between booking in workshops, booking in markets. Um, I try as much as I can to do as much outreach as I can as well. So getting new wholesale stockists. Um, and putting as much as I can on um, social media to grow the business. Um, But I've kind of developed a bit of a routine where, say it's in the morning, I might be packaging orders, and then the evening I might be making those candles. And then on the weekends, it's sort of like executing something. So it's either a market or a workshop. 
And how do you balance doing your full-time job and mm. this job? That must be quite a lot. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I don't have any hot tips for that. It's yep. just kind of just do as the best you can with the hours that you have. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people, especially creatives, they do have to do that at the start, at least when you're doing two jobs at once. And it's just for a sure. lot. For sure. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. Like I don't view Habit House as work. So it, cause it really does give me energy and, and drive. So, uh, it's something that I will always sort of like choose to have in my day. Yeah, for sure. And when you're passionate about something, I yeah. guess, like you said, that is the drive, isn't it? To keep yeah. going. So what would you say is one of the most like rewarding parts of your job? Why do you love it so much? Yeah, I think it's just, I get a little like twizzle when I hear these, like an overheard great comment about Habit House or say when um, someone will walk past at the market and they'll say something cute about the candles and that kind of really, even if they buy it or not, I just, that really warms my heart. And just, yeah, overhearing people when they're doing workshops as well, be like, this is so fun or this is so mindful or I'm so glad I did this. Like that's really quite sweet yeah and I guess it's like an instant when you walk past because I've walked down here and seen them they just look beautiful people must stop all the time and be like wow what are these and start like talking to you about them so it's kind of like that instant satisfaction you're like wow these are beautiful yeah they are um people say they look like sweets a lot they do yeah Yeah, very edible how do you choose like the color combinations that go together because I feel like they match just perfectly um Honestly, the pink and red, I think it was a very popular colorway back when I started it. Um, and I've been inspired by other things, uh, other colorways. Like I've got two books on my coffee table that I placed on top of each other. And it was like a baby um, blue and a, like a um, bright orange. And I was like, that actually looks great. I'm yeah. going to turn that into a two-tone candle. So yeah. something along those lines, just get inspired by what's out there. They're so popular. So we've spoken about the rewarding part of your job. So what would you say is a challenging part? Um, for me, definitely touching on, uh, finding the time. That's a difficult one for sure. Um, but I also find, uh, because I'm working alone, it's very difficult sometimes to like think creatively or do sort of creative things when you're so busy finding the time to do something that's like, um, grows the business in, or like creating a new product. That's the one thing I kind of beat myself up for is like, you know, we need to we need to keep evolving and keep moving. But at the moment, it's just like doing my full time job and also trying to keep Habit House running the way that it is. is something yeah. that I find it's a lot. And also I did some digging on your Instagram and I saw that in the heat wave, you had some of your oh, candles man. unfortunately melt. Yes, didn't you? That, that must have been quite stressful. It was uh, the positive out of there, if I can say one, is that that in turn made me consider doing zero waste candles out of those melted that was a hot mess that day literally, literally yeah. yeah so I, I and I lost a bit of stock out of it but I was like how am I going to um, make this better so I, I ended up making them into zero waste candles which is really good um but yeah that's it's definitely a challenge on the hot days yeah I bet <laughs> I like how you turn that like negative into a positive though yeah I mean you have to yeah you have to you definitely. also don't want to lose the cash do you no no for sure <laughs> So reflecting back, what would you say is one of the biggest lessons you've learned along your journey? I think for me, um, it's kind of the, the, the concept of like, it doesn't have to be perfect just to get it out there. So start with what you can do and your customers will lead you along the way. So they will either tell you through the data um, that they are enjoying that product or that they're not, or they'll obviously physically tell you that they're enjoying it. Um, So I think for me, it's just start like I did with the workshops. I just started. And then when I see a little area for improvement, I worked on that. 
Um, but yeah, sometimes we can get stuck on a paralysis of it has to be perfect before it to go out online. Um, and I'm kind of not like that. So I just prefer to get it out there. If yeah. I, I think just starting is the hardest part, isn't sure. it? You can sort of learn it as you go along the way. And I think a lot of creatives, again, they are sort of winging it for the very first bit yeah. and then you like get the experience and yeah. yeah, it goes from there. So what are your future plans for Habit House? Do you have any or are you just going to keep doing what you're doing? I definitely have uh, plans to expand the range to more of a table tableware centric Go to, and I'm working with a um, a couple of designers to think about um, how you would sort of plan. My idea here is like how you would host your favorite dinner party, and so it's things like customizable menus, um, placemats, napkins, um, really cute tablecloths, and um, expand on the range of candle holders as well. So basically, how you'd like to set your favorite dinner party for your favorite people. That's what I'd love I love house that. to be. That's yeah. so cool. And I guess with the candles, it ties so well with foods and drinks yeah. and stuff. So there's always so many options for you yeah. to collaborate and do. A question that we ask most of our guests is, what is the one book or it could be a film or an exhibition or something creative that someone wanting to get into candle making, in your case, should consume? So I think for me, it's trying to absorb as much information as you can about running and how to run and how to start a small business. So um, a couple of a great book that I have on that is a book that's actually come out of a podcast by um, Female Startup Club. Female Startup Club um, is a friend of mine actually doing, she runs this epic, epic podcast on all startups from very small to very, really large. And um, the women that she interviews have some great, great ideas. And so she condensed that down into 51 of her, I think 500 plus now episodes now, um, into some really like bite-sized chapters on what those women had done to start their businesses. And it's got some really juicy takeaways in there. So Ooh, lots I need to of check that out. Yeah, you sold that really well. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And the final question that we ask everyone is, what is the one place in King's Cross, obviously apart from your stool, that everyone should come and check out and why? I love Earl of East, which Ooh. is just upstairs um, in this beautiful brick building. I if I need a little dose of inspiration, I definitely pop in there. They've got some really good designers and some really cool independent uh, designers in there too. They have amazing homewares. Like anything that they have in there from Hay, from Copenhagen is amazing. So yeah, I definitely get some like color inspiration from them, some design inspiration from them. All their packaging is so cool. So yeah, I love going into I feel like there's just so much inspiration on this street. Yes, And all of the sort of businesses work together. It's beautiful. It's an epic street. It really is. Yeah. And last where can people find you online and what have you got coming up so I have um, an Instagram um, at underscore habit underscore house h-a-u-s um, and a TikTok which I need to be better at TikTok actually that's another thing to do um, and then there's um, habithouse.co is my uh, website I've got loads of uh, workshops coming up and you touched on two that I've got coming up that are cool collabs one is a yoga and bendy boys workshop and one is with carb club another small business owner um, and we're doing um, pasta bowl painting she has epic oh workshops where she themes them to like um, Taylor Swift and Harry Styles and so we're going to do one of those together I think that that's sounds really cool. so fun that is like the best way to spend a weekend yeah, I'd love yeah. that well thank you so much Harry for coming on the podcast thank you so much just so happy to be here 